0: Chapter eighteen of Aunt Jane's Nieces in Society. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson Aunt Jane's Nieces in Society by L. Frank Baum. Chapter eighteen A Rift in the Clouds tuesday morning just referred to dawned cold on wintry a chill wind blew and for a time carried isolated snowflakes whirling here and there gradually as the morning advanced the flakes became more numerous until by nine o'clock an old-fashioned snowstorm had set in that threatened to last for some time the frozen ground was soon covered with a thin white mantle and the landscape in city and country seemed especially forbidding. In spite of these adverse conditions, Charlie Moshone decided to go out for a walk. He felt much like a prisoner, and his only recreation was in getting out of the hotel for a daily stroll. Moreover, he had an object in going abroad today. So he buttoned his overcoat up to his chin and fearlessly braved the storm. He had come to wholly disregard the presence of the detective who shadowed him, and if the youthful Fogerty by chance addressed him, he was rewarded with a direct snub. This did not seem to disconcert the boy in the least, and to-day, as usual, when Mershone walked out, Fogerty followed at a respectful distance. He never appeared to be watching his man closely, yet never for an instant did Mershone feel that he had shaken the fellow off. On this especial morning, the detective was nearly a block in the rear, with the snow driving furiously into his face, when an automobile suddenly rolled up to the curb beside him, and two men leaped out and pinioned Fogerty in their arms. There was no struggle, because there was no resistance. The captors quickly tossed the detective into the car, an open one, which again started and turned into a side street fogerty seated securely between the two burly fellows managed to straighten up and rearrange his clothing will you kindly explain this unlawful act gentlemen he inquired the man on the left laughed aloud he was the same individual who had attacked arthur weldon the one who had encountered mershone in the street the day before cold day ain't it fogerty he remarked but that makes it all the better for a little auto ride "'We like you, kid. We're fond of you. Awful fond, ain't we, Pete?' "'We surely are,' admitted the other. "'So we thought we'd invite you out for a whirl, see? "'We'll give you a nice ride so you can enjoy the scenery. "'It's fine out Harlem way, and the cold'll make you feel good, eh, Pete?' "'That's the idea,' responded Pete cheerfully. "'Very kind of you,' said the detective, leaning back comfortably against the cushions and pulling up his coat-collar to shield him from the wind. "'But are you aware that I'm on duty and that this will allow my man to slip away from me?' "'Can't help that, but we're awful sorry,' was the reply. "'We just wanted company, and you're a good fellow, Fogarty, considering your age and size.' "'Thank you,' said Fogarty. "'You know me, and I know you. "'You are Bill Leeson.' "'alias Will Dutton, usually called Big Bill. "'You did time a couple of years ago for knocking out a policeman.' "'I'm safe enough now, though,' responded Big Bill. "'You're not working on the regular force, Fogerty. "'You're only a private burr. "'I am protected, just the same,' asserted Fogerty. "'When you nabbed me, I was shadowing Mershone, "'who has made away with a prominent society young lady.' "'Oh, he has, has he?' chuckled Big Bill.' and his companion laughed so gleefully that he attracted Fogerty's attention to himself ah, i suppose you are one of the two men who loved the girl off he remarked and i must congratulate you on having made a good job of it isn't it curious by the way that the fellow who stole and hid this girl should be the innocent means of revealing her biding place the two men stared at him blankly the car during this conversation had moved steadily on Turning this and that corner in a way that might have confused anyone not perfectly acquainted with this section of the city What do you mean by that talk Fogerty? demanded Big Bill? Of course it was Mershone who stole the girl Explained the detective calmly we know that but Mershone is a clever chap He knew he was watched and so he has never made a movement to go to his prisoner But he grew restless in time and when he met you yesterday, fixed up a deal with you to carry me away so he could escape. Big Bill looked uncomfortable. "'You know a lot, Fogerty," he said doggedly. "'Yes. I've found that human nature is much the same the world over,' replied the detective. "'Of course I suspected you would undertake to give Mershone his chance by grabbing me, and that is exactly what you have done. But, my lads, what do you suppose I have done in the meantime?' They both looked their curiosity, but said nothing. I've simply used your clever plot to my own advantage in order to bring things to a climax, continued Fogarty. While we are joyriding here, a half-dozen of my men are watching every move that Mershone makes. I believe he will lead them straight to the girl, don't you? Big Bill growled some words that were not very choice, and then yelled to the chauffeur to stop the other man was pale and evidently frightened see here Fogerty, you make tracks was the sharp command as the automobile came to a halt you've worked a pretty trick on us according to your own showing and we must find mr. Mershone before it's too late if we can good morning said Fogerty, alighting thank you for a pleasant ride and other things they dashed away and left him standing on the curb and after watching them disappear, the detective walked over to a drug store and entered the telephone booth. That you, Hyde. This is Fogerty. "'Yes, sir. Mr. Mershone has just crossed the ferry to Jersey. Adams is with him. I'll hear from him again in a minute. Hold the wire.' Fogerty waited. Soon he heard that Mershone had purchased a ticket for East Orange. The train would leave in fifteen minutes. Fogerty decided quickly— after looking at his watch, he rushed out and arrested a passing taxicab. Ready for a quick run, perhaps a long one, he asked. Ready for anything, declared the man. The detective jumped in and gave hurried directions. Never mind the speed limit, he said. No one will interfere with us. I'm Fogarty. End of chapter 18